And a very good morning. It's a beautiful morning here in Lena, and so it's the sun is shining and the sun has come out and the um, clouds have list- lifted. We're with you right through until 12 midday. We've some local people joining us uh, shortly. Michael O'Neill, Martin Gavin, Martina Kane will be joining us. We'll be looking at history here as well. We'll also have some current affairs from Greg uh, Thompson and uh, Colm Gavin and much more between now and 12 midday, including some wonderful music, I have to say, uh, from Lena as well. It's an absolutely stunning morning. We're with you until 12 midday. Do stay with us. Comment lines are open, though, in 087. Uh, 086 rather 3833553 that's 086 3833553 it's a beautiful Friday we're with you until midday good morning to you And a very good morning to you. Wherever you're listening to us in the world uh, today, we are in Lena, and the most beautiful and picturesque uh, place you could be indeed uh, in Galway today. And as I came out this morning, came out the N59, turned right, and it was raining on the N59, and it was wet, and it was mucky, and it was dirty, and all that goes with it. And I turned right just at Peacocks there, and as I turned over, uh, the sun came out, and it's absolutely stunning, and it really is absolutely stunning. I'm joined in studio by Michael O'Neill, by Martin Gavin, and by Martina Kane. And uh, Michael, I'm going to go to Michael first off. Michael, morning to you. Morning. And thanks for being out this hour of the morning. Thanks for popping into us uh, <laughs> this hour of the morning. <laughs> and listen, it, you live just out the road here, five miles out the road. Five miles out, yeah. Up on the mountain. Right in the mountains. And do you take it all for granted? By the way, that's the coffee machine in the background that you can hear. And it smells lovely, so it does. But do you, do you, um, do you just take it all for granted? I just take it for granted. That's the way I was brought up and that's, that's never wanted to leave it. And are you here all your life? All my life. You went to St Mary's in Galway City. I was sent to St Mary's. I didn't want to go. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You were sent to St Mary's. Yeah. yeah. Around what? Fifty two years. Fifty three to fifty five. And uh, yeah, there were different times, weren't there? There were different times. Definitely different yeah. times. Yeah. But they gave you an education. And did you come straight? Ah, yeah, it was. It was. And you met a lot of friends. Made new friends and all that. You know, it was yeah. one part of us. And you're you're a sheep farmer sheep all sheep now yeah. will you tell me because I'm kind of confused how do you get them have you a good sheep dog to bring them down depend from on the sheep dog all the time do you p- depend on the sheep dog yeah. yeah so do you know those displays that you see on the telly where they're I know is I that know. what you do or do you just shout at the dog a bit of it no but no, it's not quite the same yeah but the sheep dog because brings them in the sheep dog brings them in but you know when you go up the mountain it's not a, yeah, all level ground no it's, it's not know, no, it's no. and do you how many times a year do you bring the sheep in oh you would be starting now yeah, one, two, three, five, five or six times probably. Five, really? Yeah. And is that for dosing and ch- yeah, checking and shearing? Now, we have a new thing now that they scan them now to see if yours are carrying twins. Okay. And that's coming now in the next month. So you have to scan them? Scan, well, that's something new. Yeah. So that's your, one time when we'd go to the mountain, if you had twins, we'd have to bring you down. Right. She wouldn't wear them on the mountain. Oh, so yeah. now the fact that they're scanned, you have them down beforehand. So yeah. you can look after them. Wow. And then the next one would be the lambing is on. Then, of course, straight away in the mountain, you'd be going to the mountain every day. Mm. But the sheep lamb on the mountain. They do, and it's, it's, it's the wildness and it's the beauty of Connemara, though, as well, isn't it? Oh, well, the way that they roam. Powerful, but you don't see that when you're up there. <laughs> <laughs> and do you have a quad bike to get up there? No, no, no. No. Shanks Mayor. Shanks Mayor. Yeah. I said to you when you came in, you have a, you have a lovely big pair of hands. Is that pure, oh. pure work? Oh, from pulling and dragging. Sheep and everything. Sheep, yeah. Cattle one time, but not anymore. And is it true that you were involved in curric racing as well? I wasn't, no, no. But there was curric racing on the... 
there was uh, here, yeah. There's, they used to still have it here, yeah. And uh, there was one big one. I think the biggest crowd that ever came to lean on back in the to be back in the late fifties, I suppose, Martin. Uh, Father O'Malley that was here at the time, and he, yeah. he was an Irish-speaking man. He spoke Irish to everybody. That's right, yeah. And uh, he organised this. What would be the area? Something at the time, anyhow, some Irish name on it. Yeah. Which they came from South Connemara. They came from all over. A hell of a weekend, I'd say. It was, but uh, people were a bit disappointed. You know, there was only a couple of curves, I think. Yeah. In all. Yeah. And can we? But the cr- huge crowd. Huge crowd. And is the current racing still going on, is it? Yeah, from time to time. Not every year, no. They still had it up until a few years ago. Yeah. And come here, I suppose when we think of Lena, we always think of the, the, you know, the, the field. Yeah. Was that a big part of your life? Uh, and Well, I wasn't involved, no, because my father was dying at the time. So uh, but it, it was a busy time. Like, and it brought a lot of people in. Oh, it did. Oh, it did, yeah. It did, yeah. But I just, I wasn't involved at the time because, as I said, my father was dying at the time. And, uh, we didn't get involved. What age was he, do you mind me asking? What age was he? What age was he at that stage? My dad. He yeah. was in his age third year. God love him. Yeah. And you were caring for him? Yeah, we were caring for him at home, yeah. That's a tough old job, though, though. It wasn't easy. You were kind of tied on, was that the wife? My mother was still alive, but she was getting on in years, too. Yeah. But oh. you have no regrets for doing that? No, though, no, no, thank God. No, no regrets whatsoever. There's some big days um, here as well. And what's the population like now? Just, the, you know, the local population. It, has, to, it has gone down. Has definitely. it? Oh, it definitely has, yeah. I don't know what the numbers are now. Maybe Martina might have had right. We'll, we'll ask Martina. Maybe less than 200? Yeah. Would it be less than 200, Martina? Oh, definitely, I'd say, yeah. Really? Yeah. There's, there's no young population. No. And then during the summer... That man, you're going to school. When I was going to school. Here was it? It was a, the two classrooms, yeah. Yeah. Big numbers. And come here to me, though the um, the tourist population. Then there's a lot of tu- there's a lot of holiday homes in the. Oh village. yeah. So yeah. during the during the peak time, I'm sure it's the village is flying. It is. It is busy yeah, during the season, season, tourist season. Yeah. yeah. Are they in the way when they come? Them tourists, them fellas yeah. from the city. <laughs> <laughs> Martin's laughing at me now, serious. But are they in the way? Like, is I, it, don't so. the, I don't think so. I don't think so. They're part of life, I suppose. They are, yeah, they are, yeah. And so many people have been on it now, really. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, oh, yeah. Even people that should be doing a bit of farming. I suppose the likes of, the likes of Breda Gaynor, who's been here since early morning, and all the crew. Yeah. Um, because I was just saying to her earlier on, like, you, you have got Uchtarard on one side, Westport on the other mm-hmm. side, and then rest of Frank Clifton. So you are a kind of an outpost here, so yeah. you are. Really are. Come yeah, out. but the hotel here, I mean, they, they, they are busy. They're busy, yeah. They're like, busy, yeah. A nice people as well. Lovely yeah, location. Yeah, they are, yeah. Lovely location. Yeah. So, are you on the Mayo side then, or are you on the Galway? I'm on the Galway side. You're on the Galway side. Yes. Um, but you're on the Galway side, so you're looking, you're looking over at the Mayo lads then. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking across at Mayo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you see, when we were planning this, we had to, we had to be careful that we had balance. You know, it's a bit like politics here. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. You have to include the Mayo fellas from time to time. <laughs> Just, just from time to time, you have to include them. Uh, but, uh, but you get on well, Mayo. Oh, we do, of course. We're sure there in the lean and the postal. So I know, I know. Well, we so have we're to, all local. Yeah, we have to, we have to put up with the. We're door. all local. Uh, it's, and it's, it's a lovely small community. Yeah. Stay with me. I just want to um, move over, if you don't mind. I want to go to Martin as well. Martin, you're, you're on the Mayo side, so you're looking over at the Govillas. Then is that the way it is? I'm on. The, I'm on the 
green and red side of the border. Yeah. Another yeah. lovely, it's beautiful it's over there, so it is. And uh, as you come right all the way down and come yeah. around, it's, it's beautiful, so it is. Do uh, you take it for granted as well? Uh, not really, I suppose. I, I remember one day I was on the road with sheep and um, it was summertime. A beautiful, fine day. Surely the place looked stunning. So, uh, of course, there was traffic held up and this Yankee put his head out the window. He said, oh, this is a beautiful place you have around here. And I said, well, it's all right for bucks like you that can afford to come here, but I said, what about me? He said, what about you? He said, are you, are you, are you living here? Oh, I am, I said, yeah. And what the bloody hell do you want to go on holidays for, he said. <laughs> <laughs> he had no sympathy for me living here at all. <laughs> I suppose... They have this romantic idea of they don't take like what Michael said there about being on the mountain, uh, looking at sheep and looking for sheep on a bad day and the rain coming down and that. They have this romantic notion, which is lovely to, for them to have, but you have to live through it. Oh yeah, but there could be romance as well, and I won't even question <laughs> you on that. Like, but but it's a lovely romantic thing for them. And have you lived on that side all your life? Well, I've lived uh, I've lived a Mayo all my life. Yeah, um, Ooh, that's, I, a, that's a coy answer. I, mean, <laughs> I live in, in Bandura uh, since 1976, so 48 years at this stage. So good on you. And yeah. would Lena and the village here? Then would this be your your local area? Or would you go oh, to the Mayo side? Oh, it is. Yeah, this. This. Yeah, this is the this is the hub of the of it all of the community. Yeah. And are there, are there, it's changed a lot, though, has it in, in the last couple of years? And um, you know, when you look back, I suppose it had, every kind of it was just at a farm and um, Chagas had a farm and event and kind of went through all the different, um, you know, the cap payments and the, the yeah, common yeah, agricultural yeah. policy uh, thing. And like it was each, with each round of that, changes came. Yeah. I feel like you have Michael saying there, he has, uh, he had sheep and he also had cattle years ago. Yeah. Well, that was... Uh, I'd say, like, and maybe everyone is different, but it was a change in policy that um, that got rid of most of the cattle, where people had to fence streams and and um, if they wanted to be in a, in a, the reps program, and that was more than likely why an awful lot of the cattle disappeared out of these areas. I can't keep up to all these changes, and I, I was I, I could yeah. keep up to them. You're former chair of the IFA, aren't you? Yeah, I was. Yeah, in Mayo. You're yeah. In, in from Mayo. But, I mean, I can't keep up with them, and I don't know how, even with the acres scheme, I'm finding that very confusing. So it's, well, it must you're, be you're, you're not the only one that's finding that confusing, <laughs> because the Department of Agriculture themselves are struggling with that one. So, But I tried to read up on it, and I tried to get information on it. We have Keith Fahey in, the, in our own place. He was trying to educate me. In the end, I said, Keith, stop. <laughs> Leave it. Because I just can't get my head around it for some reason. Yeah. it's Well, it's a different... Again, it's like uh, going back to the... Um, like I was very young when the when the first cap program I suppose came into to play where people got um, uh, they got some small amount of money for your lambs I think was it Michael yeah. first or yeah uh, no Rutherland I think the start well yeah Rutherland yeah, <coughs> yeah. So, so would would farming would farming then be uh, Martin would it be the the main form of income for you then. Well, farming, farming around here at that time was the main source of income. There yeah. was very little, um, very little people employed in tourism, I suppose, apart from the hotel, maybe, was I can't think. Mm. But anyway, like, say, 
for argument's sake now there's probably Martina said there the population is around 200 but there's probably anything up to 600 people involved in tourism yeah in 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 more or less where you can see from around here but and which, my, and which my, massive like. and Michael said when he was going to school those 200 going to school like so it just shows the decline yeah. in population and do you do you sell the sheep then is that do you trade we sell them uh, we sell the we sell them as store lambs like yeah. so because when they come off the hill they're you know they wouldn't be in, they wouldn't be fit for killing yeah so the so where's your main market for that then is it Mam Cross or Clifton uh, Mam Cross Mam yeah. Cross you'd yeah. head over from there then yeah and is there, is, is there money to be made? Um, well, I suppose one fellow said was there a, a future in farming and the reply he got was, well, marry a civil servant. This far out, where do you find them? Will you <laughs> civil uh, servant? Yeah. Yeah, we're all online now, so you'd, you'd kind of... Come, yeah, come on one somewhere as we, as we came in earlier on uh, we were just talking about Bynum McLaughlin there's a photograph unfortunately it's just behind me here now as well um, but she she was a legend here so she was I know she spent a lot of time in Midwest Radio and we talked to her the odd time as well but she was a legend but she the, her family had stocked um, at the various fairs as well but she was a legend oh she was <laughs> she was a legend no doubt and like she was she was a very good community person as well do mm. you know what I mean but uh, she was a legend and Sure, like um, Midwest really would ring her for the least kind of bit of advice. Bit of entertainment. Kind of yeah. Ailments and yeah. she had cures for everything and, you know, she was she was a legend but uh, aside from that she was a good community person too, do you know what I mean? She, she, she was active enough in the community I suppose really. Yeah. Will you stay with me if you don't mind? I want to go to Martina. Martina, morning to you. How are you morning. today? Good. Can I pull you in just a little bit in there if you don't mind? Um, again, 200, it's... Uh, well, I'd say around 200. Well, Definitely no more, I'd say at this stage. It's 204 this morning with us. So we'll, we'll, <laughs> okay. we'll, we'll increase it from there. But the primary school has 30 in there, so they're doing okay. Good. Now, you're a teacher in Ballinroe, is that true? That's right. My yes. sources are correct. Yes. So you travel up and down on a daily basis yeah, then from there. Yeah. Uh, beautiful road. It's lovely. I go through Mam, Clumber. Oh, do you? You go back that way? That way, so it takes me about 45 minutes. Going driving easy now, like so, no nothing on the road. Yeah, but it's, it's gorgeous on a fine day. It's absolutely gorgeous. Beautiful, yeah, yeah. But it's an old tradition here, so that is what I want to talk to you about. Um, the bells tradition. So the, yes. the the church bells used to ring. Yes. And what happened? Um, well, back in 1973, the church was renovated, and the parish priest, Father Rush, at the time, took out the old manual bell, and he put in a electronic bell. And oh, for God's sake, two locals. At the time, Derek Curran and uh, Brendan Coyne, gone, they're dead now, God rest them. But they decided to take the old bell and ring it on New Year's Eve. So Dara had a van and Brendan was in the back of the van with the bell hoisted up on a bar. And Dara would start off and they start up in Derrida, that's where they pulled out from, I suppose, that's where Brendan came from. And uh, Dara would drive off down towards Leenan. Brendan in the back, um, he would be ringing the bell and they'd come down to Leenan Village, back to the hotel, back up to Derrida again to get everyone up further up, then down towards Ashley, down to the Church of Ireland, because yeah. they had a bell also ringing at the same time. And then they come back up 
up through my own village in Givla, which, which we call um, the Glen of the Prisoners or the Horseshoe Village. And then we'd come back out again and up Derahida. And like, we've been watching this since we were kids because we used to pass by our house and we'd wow. out waving for it. Like, and then we started doing it, bringing our kids out and we're still doing it. And like, there'd be maybe some years there might be six or seven cars. Other years there might be 12 cars behind it and hooting the horns and flying by and it's been going on like 50 years now and Martin Mack now and Joseph Mortimer my brother-in-law they're the two that are doing it nowadays and have they made it easier for themselves have they built built it onto a kind of a trailer now or anything well they have a trailer now they have a jeep and a trailer so well they've gone posh now aren't they (laughs) But, but it's still the old bell and it's still been wrong and it's up there in Martin Mack's shed all the time. And do they have to, is, is, is Just banging it with the... With the hammer? The hammer, yeah. Mother of God. And like, it's, it, there's no village, I think, in Ireland that does this. Like, so, now the hotel is opened uh, at, you know, New Year's and the people are out and saying, what the hell is this like? And it's really yeah. intrigued by it. Talk to me, so th- we might get the bell, John, before we go, we could... We have a fellow in Ormore that gives us a few bob, but we could bring it in with us in the back of the car. <laughs> can I go to, um, can I ask you about Couch to 5K? I, I love this concept that you're talking about getting people a little bit fitter. Yeah, we started up, it's been, what's going on now for the last four years, I've been involved in it in the last two years, and we meet up, Stephen Coyne would be our mentor, he's into running big time. So we meet up every Monday evening at half past seven to eight o'clock and he starts on the ball at half past seven. There could be anything, there could be 20 some evenings, there could be 25, there could be 15. Where do you meet? On the pitch, well, on the community park now. Great, yeah. Um, before this, we were out on the, on the, um, out, of the out there at the centre. Car park, yeah. In the car park. So we meet up there and, and then we do Saturday mornings, half nine to 10, and then we do our own on a Wednesday night. And it's just for people who, and now, this year, I think in particular, it's just people who just don't walk that much. Mm. It's not, I mean, I don't run. Some of them run. So he does like, you know, five minute warm up, three minutes fast, two minutes slow and so forth. But it's nice to bring you it as a community, community together. together yeah. Absolutely. 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 Yeah. You've brought, is it a song or a poem you've brought with you? Well, I have a song that um, my aunt, Bridgie Kane, used to always sing. It's called Le- Leaning by the Sea. Okay, so, so in, I, in your own time. I'll go with it myself. <laughs> yeah. So Don is going to do backing and John is going to do vocals with you as well. So you'll be you'll be sound. Okay. All Otherwise right. you're on your own. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> there is a spot in Aaron's Isle, a spot you all know well. Where I spent many a happy day amongst its flowery dell. It is but a noble country place, but still it's dear to me. It's a place where I was born and reared sweetly and by the sea. The land is fair beyond compare, most beautiful to view. The fields are green, they may be seen, all covered in morning dew. I long to roam through those green fields, it fills my heart with glee. It's the idol of my nightly dreams, sweetly and by the sea. 
In summer days, when bright sun rays bedecked the fields so green, from every quarter of the globe, gay tourists may be seen. They cross the seas to rest at ease from city dim and wall to catch the trout that sport about near Ashley Waterfall. Our schoolboys, they were foolish, on rambling they were bent, and oft times lingered on the road when they to school were sent. Our teacher bright, he did delight our young hearts to instill. And our schoolhouse grand, it neatly stands at the foot of Leenan Hill. Now to conclude and finish, I hope I said no wrong. In making dear Leenan the subject of my song. May God above look down with love Upon him we do implore So bright success and happiness Around lovely Leenan Shore Well done to you. Wow, 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 wow. Yes, from my Auntie Bridget, yes. Now, well done. Isn't that absolutely gorgeous? Uh, guys, thanks for joining us. Michael O'Neill, thank you. Martin Gavin, thank you. And uh, we look forward to the um, the, um, the the sales in uh, Mount Cross. And Martina Kane, well done. Thanks. Absolutely beautiful. Quick commercial break from Gainers. We're back just after these. The Community Matters series is brought to you by Galway Bay FM and is funded by Commission Mignon. Now, very good morning to you. Welcome into Gainers here in Leenan. We're here right through until 12 midday. We have some fabulous people that we've met already, and we have other fabulous people to meet. And I want to go indeed and to Colin Gavin, who joins me as well. We spoke to his dad just a few minutes ago there. And Colin, we're looking at um, invasive species. Have they really made a big difference in here being brought in by the biggest states? Yeah, uh, with the, um, I suppose, the first recording of invasive species in Ireland in the wild was in 1894 of the particular one we have around here, the rhododendron. Um, and any visitors to the area will recognise the plant. It's it's an evergreen kind of waxy leaved yeah. plant that in June and July has a lovely, lovely pink flower. Uh, looks gorgeous. There's breaks of pictures around the place of it and it really looks nice at that time of the year. But for the damage it's doing um, it's something that we need to act on and I love it and to be honest until I was reading the brief last night I didn't realise that it was an invasive species so what damage is it doing then is it soil damage everything else everything yes yeah. so it starts off um, the leaf itself has a, a toxin in it uh, and when that falls to the ground it it, it, it controls the, the soil pH and the, there's a toxicity in the soil wherever the leaf has fell so it stops other plants from growing in the area um, wow. and makes makes life makes life difficult for for anything trying to thrive. And has it gone too far now to do anything about it? Uh, no, not too far definitely not too far. We can, it's probably at a cost but I suppose it would be a good word. It, if nothing's done for the next 10 years maybe it will be gone too far but there is 
actions in place to stop it getting any any worse. Um, and is it when you say brought in by the big estates? Are we are we going back to the 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 Indian people who came into the Ballina Hinches and all that generally? Uh, so it would. It's first. It came into Ireland in the eighteen hundreds, early eighteen hundreds, yeah. um, and it would have been brought in as in the estates as kind of ground cover, ornamental <laughs> value. Some people would have used it as a for growing other plants as um, you know a, a starting point. Yeah, um, yeah. But it kind of took over through maybe low numbers of stock, uh, less management in these areas mm. as well due to it, it got expensive to have people working. In, in, in these oh, houses yeah. as well, do you know. Um, you spent some time abroad. You were in Australia, Canada, and New Zealand. Yeah. What brought you back? Uh, I always had a, a, a hankering for coming home. Um, it's funny, like you heard the song there that was sang in the last section. Like that's that's where we are, and that's always home. Like the hills, the beautiful yeah, land. Yeah. Yeah, and like that's family. Um, so just. Uh, come back and, 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 and settle down it's always kind of and was, it a, was it a big change for you to come back from such exotic places and just settle down here yeah uh, well it's probably exotic is one word <laughs> <laughs> no this, this is the exotic, exotic place yeah <laughs> it could uh, be once yeah yeah uh, no, no no big change I suppose I was I lived here most of my life and I was quite happy to return and the things that maybe might have set it apart from other places were the things that I liked, mm. you know. Um, maybe a little bit too much rain, but outside of that, we'll just have to make do. But as somebody said to me before, so we can buy clothing for that. We can buy clothing for that. Yeah. But, but you need at least three or four sets of those <laughs> clothing too. <laughs> you do. Where did you go to school, can I ask you? Though? I would went to primary school here in Leenan and then secondary school into Lewisburg. Um, so so you, you came over the bridge to get primary yeah. and then you went back home. You stayed on the, the other side then went to Lewisburg. Yeah, we did our, our finishing in, in the Mayo side. Yeah. So uh, we started out, we started out, we took the, the, the hard hard road into Galway and then back back over to Mayo for a bit of minding. But you're enjoying it. Do you, you do a bit of running as well though? As well? I do a small bit of running, yeah. Not small so bit, how much is small? Well, it's a small bit. <laughs> yeah, I'd be part of the Couch to 5K group and there's a, a half marathon coming up in the village here in April, the kind of marathon, and I'm going to do that. That'll be my first half marathon. Are you, are you competitive? No, but I'd be quite stubborn. That's <laughs> so I'd say that'll get me over. That'll get me over the line, I think. And I call him. Thank you. We'll stay with us. I want to go to Greg, who joins me as well. And uh, Greg, so you were born in Waterford. Yes. And love brought you here via Dublin. My yeah. lady wife is a native of here. So. And um, you have the the woolen shop. We here. run the sheep and wool centre, which was started by my late father-in-law, who was originally from Inish Turk, and he was a sheep farmer and agricultural scientist. Wow. So we do woolcraft demonstrations there, and his wife at the time, well, she's, his wife commented to him that the, the demonstrations on their own, the business would not thrive, so there's a gift shop and a cafe there. And we're lucky here in Leenan because we have people coming from Westport, Galway, Clifton, we're sort of at crossroads really, so there's a steady amount of people coming through between March and October. There is, yeah. It's one of my favourite places because you're, it's small and, you, and it's intimate, and it's beautiful. I mean, the first thing I did this morning was I pulled up and I just looked down the fjord. Oh, it's beautiful. It's just stunning. I took yeah. a photograph and sent it to my wife because oh, yeah. we love this area. Yeah. 
but it's just beautiful. Yeah. And, and you notice here. looking out as well as the seasons change, you see the differences in the colours, you know, and the, when it comes into autumn and you're getting the browns and, you know, mm. those colours coming through. So it's beautiful. And are there challenges here? I mean, I was saying to myself, but I know there's work being done about it, but I was saying to myself that, you know, you're a long way from major centres like hospitals and all of that so I mean ambulance wise how are you fixed if something happened this morning here to me? Well that's the, that's the difficulty I mean the the crisis group was set up initially because the, the community had fundraised and we had a Red Cross ambulance here and then with changes to staffing regulations with that it was basically left in a shed we a local lady fell and was left for three hours waiting for an ambulance while an ambulance was sitting less than half a kilometre away but we weren't able to use it so that was the catalyst that got us moving with this but there was to, from memory now there was to be some kind of a centre an ambulance centre in Mount Cross there yes is, um, is that going ahead currently now no it's it, recess is we're yes. hopeful that recess the old school in recess but they're waiting on planning permission there the the, the hotel was going to be the base in Mam Cross obviously that's changed now the hotel has changed hands yeah um, so you know but but that it, the recess one had come up before that so, so the recess one on yeah. That, yeah and is it near is it coming to a conclusion well as I said they're waiting on planning permission which would have gone in in July of last year there are more um, people on the ground now and they've there, there are um, there's a rapid response vehicle and an ambulance and they put an 11 extra staff in but our difficulty has always been that while there was an ambulance in Clifton if that was called away you are then waiting on an ambulance basically to come from Galway, which it you're looking take. at. You're looking at an hour or or, at, or longer. At, at you least, know, it yeah. was really you were in the lap of the gods waiting, Absolutely. and you know you'd hear some stories that you know they'd be quite worrying because it is that initial yeah. time frame that in certain cases you need to act. Isn't it a lovely story though? Your story, born in Watford, went to Dublin. You met Anya in Dublin, and you're back in her home patch mm. now here. Oh, yeah. it's, it's a lovely story. Well, it is, and I mean, again, we're working in tourism, and people come in and they comment, and do you not miss Dublin? And I, you know, really, I don't, and I think it's a wonderful place to bring up our kids. Mm. Our our son, even though he's from Galway, he's actually now being schooled in Lewisburg, and a number, a good number of the children from the primary school are going to Lewisburg. It's a mixed mixed school and uh, he loves going over there and it, you know it's great good good listen thanks so much for popping into us thank Ray. you very keep much keep in contact and keep in contact with us about the uh, ambulance we'll get on to him in O'Keeve we've put a lot of work into it I know but we'll, we'll keep in contact thank you quick commercial break from Gainers we're with you right through until 12 midday and thank you indeed uh, to all of our guests for joining us uh, today on the programme we're back just after these we're looking at history the Community Matters series is brought to you by Galway Bay FM and is funded by Commission Mignon now Hey, very good morning to you. Welcome on into today's programme. We're with you right through until uh, 12 midday. I have to say at this point, it's just a lovely morning here in Lean Ann and there's loads of people here, but a special thank you to Breda Gaynor and all of her team here. They've just been absolutely wonderful. I'm joined by Orla O'Toole. Now, Orla, morning to you. Good morning. Thanks for joining us uh, today on the programme. It's a pleasure. You came here with your family in, the sev- in 1970? That's right, yeah. And you've been here since? That's right. Just a, well, I've travelled around a bit, but I settled back here in about 2000. Wow. Fair bit. But you have a great keen um, interest in the history and, and all that goes on here. I have. I, I worked in libraries and so on Yeah. when I lived in um, Dublin and London. 
and so I'm a bit of an information junkie yeah. and every time I heard about something that I thought was interesting I'd start rooting out information so a lot of the stuff I have is based on other people's research Wow. as opposed to my research uh, and you were the librarian here weren't you? I was the first librarian I wasn't sure long but I was the first one Yeah. wow wow and what was it like then coming coming back in the 2000s that's 24 years ago now it was it was um it was it, it was quite interesting because um, I suppose I, I left really I went to boarding school through the 80s and left as fast as I could in the early 90s like most young people where did you go to? Um, I headed to Galway for college and then I went on to Dublin where I worked in the law library and wow. went to London where I studied art restoration wow and um I worked in various libraries there as well. Wow, wow, wow. Um, but I mean, I was just, I was talking to you before we came on air, but I mean, there's such history here. Talk to me about McKeown Hotel, uh, the hotel here. Well, the Leenan Hotel has a very long, long established reputation here. It's the first records of it is of a little sheaving in the 1700s. Wow. And by the 1800s at the first photography we say around 1850s it had expanded into a little I suppose a, a five window Guest as they would say maybe, for yeah. the taxes yeah. <laughs> building and there is one photograph of that and then after that the McKeones took it over at some point mm. and the McKeown family really went for it big time they expanded it they particularly focused on fishing natural beauty sketching and it came to the point where prominent magazines such as the Gentleman's Magazine in England, which catered very much to the moneyed class, yes, um, placed adver- advertisements wow. encouraging people to come visit. So by the 1900s or so, you could go there for fishing, snipe shooting, um, mountain walking, yeah. cycling, you know, play croquet. Um, McKeown really... He was very, he was, he was remembered as a very generous man. And he was quite generous to the community as well. Wow. And one of the things he did was get involved with um, a commission to set up indigenous activities. Yeah. So in Leenan, for example, it was weaving. Mm. There were good local weavers. So what they did was they came in and developed that with the sort of the support of a local landowner they'd build that up into an industry so there's a series of photographs of about 12 images showing people working through shearing collecting the wool um, spinning it washing it hanging it up to dry dyeing it in a giant pot that he apparently commissioned um, so on and so forth so they were they they formed the basis of a really nice photographic archive. Now you work over in the uh, Sheep and Wool Centre over here. Yeah, that's well. a family business. Yeah, and um, really that kind of the germ the genesis of that was the local Sheep and Wool industry. It had gone at that stage, but wow. it was a strong kind of. There wasn't anything like that around the country, and my dad, who was an agricultural researcher and he was interested in everything community really decided it would be a good solid business to set up when he took early retirement wow my dad's idea of retirement was to set up a large business good on him good on him (laughs) and work with community organisations I'm just slightly tight on time but I have to ask you about the the Duloc famine deaths as well like so in all the positivity there was tough times 
extremely tough times. I mean, there were various famines through the um, 1600s, and the area around Lewisburg, the extended area, there were 12,000 people recorded. And one of the big problems was that there was so much with absentee landlords. People would rent land, and then they'd sublet it and sublet it. So you ended up with landlords didn't really even know how many people were living on their land. And when famine hit, they were suddenly deluged with calls for help. Yeah. Um, the middlemen weren't terribly interested in doing very much. The local churches tried to help both Presbyterian, Protestant and, and Catholic. But generally you had to go and apply for relief with the poor commission mm. and the story was that people had been told to apply for relief in Lewisburg and to attend there and they depended on the next week's bowl of meal that's all yeah and the local um we said clerk told them he was going to um Delphi yeah and to follow him there so something in the line of 600 people went there going out across the bog roads yeah and when they got there the following they were supposed to be there the following morning so they went overnight and when they got there um you know through miscommunication etc they were told well this wasn't a good time to see the various um authorities yeah so they hit the wall back and people weakened by hungry hunger and it was apparently a freezing cold night and very wet so, a few days later, the death of five people were recorded along that way, as just thrown into bog holes. And how many people died from that grouping, roughly? On that day, they reckon something in the line of 10 people. Wow. And the number has swelled sometimes to 300, but in the context of any walk, 10 yeah, people is a lot of people to die. And then after that, of course, you had deaths yeah. from people who were weakened by disease. Well, if, if they come out, you're, as I said, you're, you're working in the Sheep and the Woolen Centre Museum over there, and if they want to get further history and maybe get young people involved in the history as well, but thanks for joining us uh, today. It's, That's lovely. It's such a historic area and such nice people it here. It is, well. yeah, it's it just, is. And you're so lucky. In and this there's, a, there's a wonderful range of little bits of history, little pockets of really fascinating stuff like smuggling, etc. So, yeah, it's interesting to get into, and I'd love it if more young people from the area would take an interest. Well, listen, let's hope that they do. And there seems there's young people here today and there's a great new school and they're in Lewisburg. Absolutely. And getting secondary education as well, so it's wonderful. Listen, thank you indeed for joining us uh, today. That's Orlo Tool uh, joining us here. And thanks to her for joining us. Uh, we are with you right through until 12 midday. And in the next hour, we have loads more people for you to meet. Plus, we have wonderful music uh, from the locality here as well. And we are coming to you uh, live from Leenan today, right through until 12 midday. And a special thank you again to all the team here, uh, Breed again and all the crew that have been here since early morning. We're back just after news. Stay tuned for that and more to come.